0: Hi out there, I'm Pat Pauley and I'd like to welcome you to my show, ArtBeat Northwest, your best source of news and views of the local art scene. ArtBeat Northwest is a nonprofit radio show with a mission of promoting the visual and performing arts in the Pacific Northwest. Ads are donated to Bellevue Arts Museum and Pratt Fine Arts Center. So, this is great free publicity for the artists, arts organizations, and galleries who come in for an interview here to talk with us today about arts at king street station are randy engstrom director uh seattle office of arts and culture s surface program coordinator and erica Lindsay, communications director welcome to the show all of you thank you so much we're so happy to be here great thank you for having us great Thank you. Uh, So we have three people who are really going to give us a picture of arts at King Street Station. Now, for the weeks ahead, we have more great shows scheduled. For March 4th, we have Harris Harvey Gallery near Pike Street Market talking about the upcoming Richard Morehouse show. For March 7th, Urban Artworks for March 18th. Photo Center Northwest, uh, for March 25th, Georgetown Art Attack, and for April 8th, Seattle's Recycled Art Festival. So be sure to listen to these exciting programs every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on Artbeat Northwest. We'll be back shortly talking about arts at King Street Station. From new exhibitions to community events,
1: Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Through March 24th, see Dylan Neuwirth, Omnia. New Earth is a contemporary artist working with light, space, and interactive technologies. The exhibition traces a metaphorical life cycle from the cosmic to the personal, including work in video, performance, sculpture, and neon. The museum's fifth biennial, BAM Biennial 2018, BAM Glass-Tastic, will be on view from November 9th through April 14th. This juried exhibition showcases the best work in glass from 48 established and emerging Northwest artists, craftspeople, and designers. For more information, visit BellevueArts.org.
2: Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150.
0: Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're going to be talking about arts at King Street Station. And let's, first of all, what is arts at King Street Station, just briefly, so the listeners have an idea what we're talking about.
2: Yeah, and thanks again so much for having us. So the City of Seattle has had a local arts agency, the Office of Arts and Culture, since the early 70s, and Arts at King Street Station is the first um, gallery and exhibition space that the office is opening on the previously vacant third floor of the historic King Street Station in downtown Pioneer Square. Uh, so we've moved our administrative offices here to the building, and we'll be operating a large uh, rotating exhibition space that will host community and cultural programming uh, for for the foreseeable future.
0: Okay, now you have a big event coming up—the really the opening, right, of your art gallery, and um, correct. We want to first talk about that, and Surface is here because she is very knowledgeable about that. Service? Yes. Um,
1: hi. Thanks. I just wanted to mention my pronouns are they, them. Um, but anyway, that said, um, we are opening with uh, an exhibition called Yahout that will have a grand opening celebration on Saturday, March 23rd from 12 to 7 p.m. for anyone who would like to join us. And this show um, is a recognition of the Coast Salish people on whose land Seattle is built. We wanted to open Arts at King Street Station with an acknowledgement of where we are and who came before us. And so um, what how is is, is actually the culmination of about a year's worth of efforts by our curatorial team, who are Asia Tail, Tracy Rector, and Satpreet Kalan. And um, they originally conceived of this exhibition as a way to, uh, as they put it, decolonize the art exhibition process, and so they created an open call where uh, all Native creatives living and working within the Pacific Northwest, defined as about a five-state region between Alaska, Washington, Oregon, D.C., Idaho, Montana, uh, were welcome to submit work, and everyone who applied would be included within the show. And so that has given us about 200 artists from all over this greater region that we're proud to present at King Street Station. And by creating this open call, the curators, I think, pretty quickly learned that you can't just simply put an open call out there and expect people will feel welcome, even though it is an open call, uh, that there had to be a lot of base building and uh, community building in order to uh, build up the community to uh, draw the work from the open call through. And so this resulted in basically a year's worth of efforts, including a mentorship program where artists who are experienced in the professionalized Western art world are mentoring artists, uh, all Native um, artists, who are less experienced in that and who want to uh, learn those skills and contacts. So that has included portfolio reviews, uh, grant writing, and application workshops, even a session on Healthy rejection strategies from an Indigenous perspective. The curators have, um, they're also inaugurating our Artist in Residence Program, which will be an ongoing feature of the space. they've nominated seven artists or artist groups to each have a month-long residency here at King Street Station in our dedicated studio space. So in addition to exhibiting work, artists will be creating work right here. They have created a whole network of partner events Ranging basically between Olympia and Suquamish to Tacoma uh, to call it Seattle, that are uh, all kinds of things. There have been native markets where um, items are sold. There have been satellite exhibitions of uh, varying durations. There have been events, lectures, an additional exhibition, artist-in-residency program at the Seattle Central Library. So it's really become a region-wide system of Indigenous creativity and uh, community connections.
0: And then this exhibit and, is the culmination of that uh, yeah. year.
1: So this exhibit uh, is really the sort of capstone to that whole process. So here at King Street Station, we're gathering everyone who's been involved in all of these different endeavors throughout the year and creating a, a central point where people can come gather and witness what people are up to. And this is a particularly uh, interesting show to me as a curator because it features a vast range of different types of artists. So all different kinds of medium. We have folks working in glass, um, photography, experimental video, basket and reed weaving, wooden stone carving, um, you know, pretty much any medium you can think of. There's probably at least one, if not more than one example of it in the show. Lots of garments and textiles ranging from a contemporary bomber jacket to things that are, are continuing traditions and art forms and innovating within practices that have been going on for since before um, anyone besides Native people has settled here. And, um,
0: yeah. And <laughs> also, also now, during that exhibit, during the opening on the 23rd, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have some other performances, too, besides the art exhibit. Do you want to talk about those? Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, so we will be featuring multiple performances throughout the day. The grand opening celebration is from noon to 7 p.m., so there's uh, lots of time to experience that. Um, some of the performances that we are expecting are the Lummi Nation Black Hawk Dancers. Uh, two of the commissioned artists, at least, uh, will be Creating installations that will live in the gallery for the run of the show, but they are being installed and activated during the grand opening. So those artists are uh, Sema Egeras and Christine Babick, both of whom are sort of building their installations as they go and performing within them. Um, We will be having additional bands and uh, sort of all ages, youth and children-oriented activities led by Raven Juarez and a bunch more things that we are still in the process of
0: confirming. Oh, so it's going to be some other special things, too. And these performances uh, and the uh, entrance is free during the opening, right?
1: Yes. The grand opening celebration is free and open to the public, and Kingsley Station will be thereafter. So um, during our open hours, it will always be free.
0: And what does actually the words, is that right? What what does that really mean? So, Yahaut, and
2: it's spelled how Uh
1: uh, a lot of people might think of uh, Yehaw. It's Y-E-H-A-W with some diacritics that I'm not sure how to verbally describe. Uh, But it's said Yahout And the literal translation from the Schutzbeed, which is our local Coast Salish original language, uh, means lifting the sky. And uh, it comes from a traditional Coast Salish narrative about how people sort of came together on the earth and the story is that the sky was hung too low by the creator and so uh, people of all tribes had to come gather together. They all spoke multiple languages and these languages all shared one word which was yahal. So sort of by using this one shared word people who spoke many languages were able to come together unite under a common cause and uh, do something bigger than they could all do alone. So the curators took that as the Um, central organizing concept of the exhibition and of the whole system they've created around Yahoo.
0: So that sounds wonderful, and we'll all have to be there. And I understand the architectural space there is quite wonderful too, Uh, but uh, we can probably talk with Randy about that. But thank you so much, Surface, for all of your information about uh, the new art exhibit wonderful art exhibit at third floor king street station arts at king street station randy arts at king street station what was how did this come about what was the need for it why don't you know why don't you just kind of talk about how it came to be sure. and
2: um i you know i think there are three uh real drivers behind um our uh decisions to take on the space one is um the the sort of affordability crisis that I think a lot of folks in the city are facing. But uh, artists and creatives uh, and and communities of color are really being stretched by the cost of occupying and utilizing and uh, presenting in spaces, particularly in the downtown core. Uh, A second issue is our desire to create more opportunities for access for artists and communities of color to exhibit their cultural practice. And the third is to, to think about arts and culture as a vehicle for civic engagement and civic conversation. So while we see ourselves as a, as a cultural space and a cultural hub, we also see ourselves as a Department of City Government as a civic space and a civic hub where we can have conversations about the future of education, the future of affordability, how the city grows and changes. So I think all three of those things were, were what was driving us. I think the opportunity presented itself Um, about four years ago. uh, The city had purchased the King Street Station, which was built in 1906, designed by the same architects who did Grand Central Station in New York City. Um, And I understand for
0: $10.
2: (laughs) For $10. Some say we overpaid. That is the (laughs) legend. Um, Because the city, uh, in partnership with the state and the federal government, undertook a really dramatic uh, seismic and historic renovation of the train station. And if you haven't seen the Amtrak lobby on the first floor, it's quite beautiful. Um, The third floor of the building never got finished. And so for 10 years, the building sat vacant in its open and seismically retrofit uh, state on the third floor. At the Office of Arts and Culture, we were approached uh, when the first art fair came to town. And uh, a a local curator named Greg Lundgren uh, wanted to produce a local response to the large international art fair that was going to happen at CenturyLink Field, the first Vulcan art fair, Seattle art fair. Oh, yes. And uh, that was the first sort of pop-up show that happened in the space. I think that was the summer of 2015. Uh, And it was really successful, and it was a really incredible use of the space. You know, the whole floor plate here is about 18,000 square feet. Dramatic 20-foot ceilings, really a, a really beautiful mix of rugged historic architecture and the contemporary aesthetic of the seismic racing. Uh, we thought it made a really beautiful programmable space, and we uh, approached the city about uh, if we brought our offices here, could we could we keep this as a permanent exhibition space um, long term? Over time, we helped incubate and support a number of other pop-up uses of the space. We produced our own show here for the first time pre-renovation in the summer of 2017, oh. uh, and then we began in earnest planning for both the renovation of the office and the, the build-out of the permanent exhibition space uh, and community living room space on the third floor.
0: So now, how did that proceed? I understand that there were lots of different uh, groups that contributed to the uh, cost of that renovation, so you must have had a fundraising uh a well,
2: we um, we did a few different things. One is, you know, we as a Department of Government, we paid rent for our space at Seattle Municipal Tower, um, which is where many of the departments of city government are located. We approached SDOT and said, if we agree to build out the space, could we essentially pay right around the same amount of rent for our offices? So mm-hmm. it wound up being a creative um, a creative way to cover the cost that SDOT needed. To recover in rent for the third floor, while not inc- not hurting our bottom line very much. And our office, uh, the Office of Arts and Culture, is funded through um, both the 1% for art ordinance at the city, 1% of capital construction costs, and the 5% admissions tax on for-profit entertainment tickets. Uh, that revenue source, essentially, we bonded against future revenue and, uh, and were able to essentially finance the build out costs over a long period of time so that the annual cost isn't isn't surmountable and we did a lot of work to the building that actually counts as a rent credit because it was shell and core work to the to the building itself to finish things like energy code electrical um, HVAC and utilities
0: but i understand you had some really uh, wonderful architects building out this the space so it's come out to be quite wonderful <laughs>
2: It's been, it, you know, there's such a huge list of people that need to be thanked. I think Shaq Daslani, for the architects of record, they did a tremendous job taking the vision um, and bringing it in for a landing. I, um, we also were aided in an enormous way by Olson Kundig and Jerry Garcia in the early stages of the project, also by Rico Kirandongo at the DLR Group. Um, the city's finance and administrative services and Ryan Kennedy, we could not, literally could not have done it without them. Uh, this building is 113 years old. Um, it, is a, it is a complex and beautiful creature and is not an easy thing to plan for. And all of those folks uh, made that possible. We had the support of so many electeds over the, the three and a half years that we pushed on this project. And I think in the last um, year or so... We brought on 20 community advisors. They're called the King Street Station Advisors. They are the community of folks who are going to be helping us jury and uh, select shows, performances, and programs that come into the space uh, after the Yahout show has closed. Um, each of them is part of both how we got here and how we will go forward together. So it's been—it um, really—it's been a village that has that has tried to, to raise this. this uh, this concept. Um, and I think we've tried to, to be really honest. We've kept in, a, in close contact with the community, with the arts community and with our arts commission and with our staff to make sure that we are being responsible stewards of the space and of the resources in it.
0: Well, that's great. Now, what, what kinds of art services are offered at arts at King street station?
2: Uh, uh, well, there's uh, the space itself, and there will be a portal opening in April. Uh, where literally any concept you have for how you might want to use the space, you can propose through this portal, and on a, on a regular basis, all the submissions will be reviewed by the King Street Advisors under Surfaces um, guidance, and they will select uh, programs and events and shows to come into the space. Um, in addition to the physical use of the exhibition space, we have the living room. Uh, space, which, is a, which will be open and free to the community from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. That's for anyone to come in and utilize, uh, to have meetings in, to, uh, to, to, to work with folks on, to meet folks in. And it's immediately adjacent to the gallery, so you can also take in the exhibition while you're here and doing that. And the Office of Arts and Culture is, uh, is a very established organization that's also housed here that runs nine different uh, grant funding programs for all manner, shapes, and sizes of art projects and organizations. The entire public art program is housed here, which is um, the team that executes against the 1% for Art Ordinance. Um, We have a a tremendous range of arts education offerings, both professional development, funding opportunities, and partnerships. We do a lot of work around cultural space and affordability. Um, In fact, this project at King Street sort of initially was catalyzed out of the cultural space commitment of the office, trying to find creative uses of city-owned buildings that weren't being... Um, utilized at the time. So uh, by being here, our hope is we have sort of a front door where the community can access all of our services, not just those that exist at King Street Station. I should also say that we were fortunate to welcome the Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute into our office at the beginning of 2013. They've been instrumental in helping us build out the operating infrastructure for a public facility and to really anchor that around a set of shared values. And so Langston Hughes is also part of our office. You can get information about this facility, about that facility here, at King Street, and vice versa. They'll have uh, information about King Street up at the Langston Hughes um, front desk as well.
0: Wow. It sounds like you have a a, a huge array of uh, things that go on there or will go on there. But it's already time for a break. We're here talking about Arts at King Street Station and their opening exhibit, Yay! hope. On Art Beat Northwest. I'm probably not saying that right. <laughs> we'll be back shortly with more. Support for Art Beat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year round classes for youth, teens, and adults. Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side by side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metal smithing, painting, drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at Pratt.org.
2: Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Welcome back to Art Beat Northwest. We've been talking about arts at King Street Station. And um, what do you envision? I know you said you have a portal for people to suggest uh, exhibits. But what are you thinking so far is going to go on there in the future with your exhibits? Because this exhibit only lasts, what, a couple of months,
2: right? Uh, the house Show will, will be up, yeah, through August. Um or through mid-August. We wanted, we wanted that uh, so to be that's first quite a first show that that was here, yeah, for the art fair. We also really want to test all of our assumptions. Um, the yeah, Help curators have been really remarkable partners um, in their flexibility and their willingness to, to sort of dream with us around what this facility could be. So I think we're going to try a lot of different things out. Uh, I think that the content is going to be... Uh, sort of very social practice in nature, I think we're going to be talking about issues that the city is wrestling with um, as it grow, as we continue to grow and change, um, as we deal with issues like uh, climate change and affordability. Uh, we have a big commitment as an office uh, to young people and to arts education and to the power of creativity to impact young people's lives. So I think we're going to be thinking a lot about how this space uh, and the shows in it can serve as a platform for young people uh, to have opportunities. It's an area of work we're pretty involved in uh, through the mayor's cabinet as well. So I think uh, I think we're going to try to stay sort of focused on relevant civic conversations, and we're also going to really try to center um, artists of color and communities of color who are fairly underrepresented by and large in the in this sort of larger gallery and cultural sector world. Um, so you know, I, it's hard to say exactly what kind of show will happen. I think we're going to probably pick some themes at, uh, and then build programming around the themes in partnership with the, with the um, advisors. But the really magical thing about this project has been, we have we have trusted and believed in the arts community to to breathe life into this place, and it has over and over again in varieties we hadn't imagined. So I think it's safe to say that whatever does wind up getting programmed here starting in late august and running through the next several years will be things i hadn't even thought of <laughs> and and things that are probably um new to the new to the the cultural context of our city i think that's really exciting
0: so has your board influenced you to a great extent on this
2: the arts commission has been uh, really incredible partners on this uh cassie chin at the wing uh the Wing Luke Museum, um, Vivian Phillips, who was the Arts Commission Chair for a number of years, in particular, have been very involved. The Arts Commission has a Facilities and Equitable Development Committee, which has been sort of a sounding board and resource for this project for its entire uh, life since our office began interacting with it. Uh, and you know, but, yeah, they've been they've been really crucial partners. And I think the King Street Station Advisors will can will sort of take that torch and continue to be that partner for the years to come.
0: Okay, well, we're running out of time, but let's tell people again about the opening uh, so that they don't miss it.
2: Could don't miss do it. That? Although, uh, please come, come then, and come back. We will be we will be open regularly uh, Tuesday through Saturday, ten to six. But the opening, the show, not to be missed. Uh, Saturday, March twenty third, from noon to seven. Um, we expect. Uh, dozens and dozens of uh of installations and performers uh it'll be a really powerful community event the mayor's going to open it for us we're really excited
0: so and you can still come uh the next week and the next weekend and for the thursday night art walks now are you going to be open late for those
2: we will be open late for first thursday
0: first thursday great okay well thank you so much for being on the show now, how can listeners welcome. go online to find out more?
2: Seattle.gov, go. Seattle.gov backslash art. Uh, everything is there. And Erica, do you have the the Yahoo! specific website?
1: Yes, it's Yahoo! and that's spelled
0: Y-E-H-W-S-H-O-W.com. Ooh, okay, that might be a. A little hard for people to remember, but anyway, I'm sure they'll get there. Now, well, we hope to see everyone at Arts at King Street Station. It's a very exciting show, it sounds like, and we all need to be there and see what's going on. And be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time for Art Beat Northwest for news and views of the local art scene. I'm Pat Polly signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great creative week.